say, Colin? <laughs> you know, for me, you're in the future. Like, uh, like a man on the moon or in a tin pan. Welcome to the Eat Radio Podcast. And here's your host, Colin Pope from Eat Magazine. And welcome back to the Eat Magazine podcast as we go into part five of the whiskey tasting with a slightly bigger tribe, Mark's generosity <laughs> knows no bounds. Let's begin. Okay, so look, Mark, um, as, as I said, the band have arrived, and uh, I'm just yes. going to bring them up now. So thank you very much for your generous hospitality, and uh, are you ready for me to give you the name as they come up the stairs? Well, Cullen, I, um, I think I've fallen amongst thieves many times, but tonight I've fallen amongst wolves, I believe. Yes. That's right. And so this is... Anne of the Wolves, is that right? That's right, yes. And I'm Beck. I'm Sterling. Nathaniel. Haley. And Matt. Well, look, thank you very much. And, and I've just managed to wind a part of uh, the microphone around somebody's whiskey glass without taking it off the table. So I think that's a very good start. And so um, why don't I ask you a little bit of the, the history and, uh, and then Mark's got a question about one of your songs. So what's, sure. what's kind of part of the history of Anne of the Wolves? Well, Anne of the Wolves, I think, is... Um uh, I mean, we got together in a quite a serendipitous way in that um, I had uh, been friends with um, Nathaniel for about oh, 18 years now, and um, I was quite—I'd been writing songs for a long, long time—and I decided to uh, show him one night when he'd been drinking a lot of whiskey, um, uh, actually, coincidentally, and I'd been drinking a few red wines and. I said, oh, you know, I've got some, I've got some demos, some songs, and I showed him some songs, and I'd always wanted clarinet in my songs, and he actually said, I'm going to play clarinet. That's the, the way he sounds. If I could interrupt you for a second, I do believe you said to me, uh, do you know any good clarinet players? Did I really say that? <laughs> I said, I play clarinet, Beck. <laughs> So we can keep going on with the story. We can oh, I forgot that. Actually, that will okay. That well, that leads very well into um, uh, how I got Matt and Haley in the band because I was working. I think after after that, I was working in a bar uh, for about three months or so, and uh, in my last couple of weeks there, Matt and Haley happened to walk in, and I'd played with them in a wedding band. Um, I'd been doing backing vocals, and they'd been doing bass and drums. Uh, but of course, I didn't really remember their names. But they they so went oh hi, and I went oh hi. Oh no, it was a bit awkward. But then you know we sort of started chatting, and I just started um, spieling about um, Anne of the Wolves. Although I don't think it actually had that name then. But I just said oh yeah, you know I've got this band, blah blah blah. I really want to find um, a a drummer who can play interesting percussion parts and a double bassist. And I remember, Matt, you said, you pointed to Hayley because they're, they're together, they're a couple, and Matt said, she plays double bass. And, uh, and I think then you said, and I'm an interesting percussionist. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, so how long ago was that now? Uh, that was 2012, the beginning of 2012, I think. Right. And so how yeah. has the journey been for you so far, Hayley? That's, it's been very good. I enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, when Beck first came in. We uh, we didn't say straight up that we uh, a double bass player and a percussionist. We just 
had a beer and some dinner and, and she came back and had a drink with us and we decided we liked the sound of it and uh, and then went in for a play and it's been good ever since. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so you're the, uh, is it the interesting percussionist, is that right? <laughs> It it has been said that I'm sometimes interesting, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I must admit you did look pretty interesting this afternoon when I arrived, although you were kind of hiding in the corner. You were difficult uh, to photograph. And we listened to uh, one of your songs, which we're going to be playing out next on very shortly in a few minutes. What was the name of that song? Uh, that was Betty Blue that you heard. Right, and then, Mark, you, you actually know something about the nature of Betty Blue, is that right? Well, coincidentally, Betty Blue is one of my favourite movies and uh, it's a f- fabulous uh, French movie, I believe, and uh, I, I remember it with great clarity from years ago that the opening scene was a incredibly slow, as, as a lot of French movies do, incredibly slow focus in on a copulating couple. <laughs> and uh, it was just the most extraordinary movie, um, and the colour blue dominated the, the, the actual lighting of the movie. And I, I remember, I mean, it might have been 15, 20 years ago I saw the movie, but it's, it's, that opening scene is with me to this very day. And it was a tragic story of, a, of a, 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 almost a sort of condemned woman who, who really did um, have an awful life. And uh, it's quite a black movie. Wow. Well, yeah. co- coincidentally, it's quite a black song as well <laughs> in that right. it is actually about um, a, uh, a girl, Betty Blue, um, who is actually done away with by a the town priest who then blames it on her lover. And also, coincidentally, in the song, um, it's written from the point of view of, of this uh, murderous priest. Uh, in the song, he actually says that he uh, watches uh, Betty Blue and her lover copulating in a field. But I have never, I've never, I, I hadn't heard of, of Betty Blue the movie. Um, uh, but yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's very good. Right. Well, we're just getting a bit of serendipity uh, yeah. going here as we as we reach out into the whiskey tasting, and then <laughs> and then uh, how can I describe your moustache to our listeners? Resplendent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very Sterling's much. Sterling's moustache has been described as I think the best thing in our band. Um, by me just now. But also, uh, he he gets stopped at gigs. You probably get just stopped in the street. Generally, yeah. Yeah. And Fairly so, often. So yeah. how long have you had this resplendent moustache? Uh, it started started not cutting it in 2009. <laughs> right. And it was, I, I was given tickets to the Jane Austen Ball in Bath in England because I happened to be there at the time. And... My facial hair arrangement was not appropriate for uh, the Jane Austen period, and so I decided to make a few changes. And then I just got lazy and stopped cutting it. And it just got ridiculously long and is now wider than my head. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And what's that style of moustache called then for the viewers that aren't able to, or the listeners rather, that aren't able to see it? Uh, It's, uh, according to my moustache book, it is the uh, Napoleon III 
style moustache and beard arrangement. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's and fantastic. That sounds like, uh, although this is a, a local colloquialism in Melbourne, uh, Brunswick, with a, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of beard culture there. There's a lot of And so beards. I guess you're at the top of the moustache tree possibly at this point in time. Is that right? I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Although, and yeah. and uh, Mark, please tell us. Callum, I'm feeling particularly warm and fuzzy here because every male in this room is resplendent with a beard yes. and it's, a, it's something that seems to be going with whiskey these days because all the Melbourne and Sydney hipsters in the uh, whiskey bars now have got interesting beards. Yes. Oh, absolutely, and it goes back to that um, to that the saying that we've got in, in Northcote, where I come from, where, where, where people say... I do not want my coffee unless it's made by an oiled, bearded hipster. <laughs> and if it's not, then I need to move to a different place. So. Coincidentally, I think I'm using that word quite a bit because it is quite a serendipitous moment, but uh, Sterling is actually a barista. Yes, an oiled, bearded barista, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, mu- music, whilst it is wonderful, does not entirely pay the bills. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Well, look, I think with that, we're going to roll out now with uh, Betty Blue. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be part part one. We're going to roll out with Betty Blue, and then we're going to come back to you, and uh, and we're going to be talking about the second song. What's the second song? The second song is Blue and Black, but I mean, it's also called Black and Blue. By some people, it's it's yeah. It doesn't really matter. All right, and uh, just to remind the listeners, where exactly are you from? Because you're not from Hobart, are you? No, we're not. We're very lucky to be in Hobart for the Festival of Voices. Right. Um, but we are originally uh, from Melbourne. Okay, brilliant. So when we come back, we're going to ask Mark what he knows about the Festival of Voices, and then we're going to ask you about how you got involved and what your passion has been around it, because that's how that's how I met you today. So we'll roll out now with Betty Blue. And beards and passion. And beards and passion. (laughs) And whiskey. And And so there we go with the stories beginning to come out now as the whiskey flows and we discover more and more about the culture of Anne of the Wolves. And uh, and Mark has taken us aside and and taken us into the story that movie of Betty Blue, and and so on that note we're going to sign out today with a little Betty Blue song by Anne of Wolves, and you'll be able to buy this music from inside the podcast. I'm going to put the links in there so you can enjoy it as well. And just a reminder for anybody that wants more details, you can get those from the website, which is larkdistillery.com, which is L-A-R-K-D-I-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y.com. And actually, when you get to the website, there's two questions. There's one question from Bill Lark which was a very good question. And there's another question on the website that asks you about your age. And I would I would challenge you challenge you to 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 try the different choices you've got in terms of age and uh, yeah you might end up somewhere very interesting. Okay, cheers. Betty Blue
like my mother She bore me And then she was gone Lucky I grew to be a man of God And they won't suspect me